You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, once again, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where straightforward, honest, blunt, edgy, tacky, I can't think of any other words. Conversations are going on (laughs) (laughs) about about married life and sex because we want to be the show, and I think are the show, that swims against the stream when it comes to, uh, we want to uphold marriage and sex and the sacredness and the power and the beauty that it is. Yep. What I envision, Corey, is one of those big round signs that says candy coating with a big slash through it. We don't (laughs) candy coat anything about married sex. Exactly, because there's no reason to candy coat a lot of it, because there's so much information out there that's just plain filth, and yeah. and it's just plain anything goes, and, and I, I'm sorry, I'm just a big advocate of married sex is, you know, the marriage bed is the hot bed for sex. It can be fantastic, and it can be a fuel that takes a relationship to a deeper level than it's ever been before, and that other people could never get to without right. being married and having sex in that marriage. And so I think it's worth it takes, worth stating. Yeah, and it takes years. This cannot be accomplished in a in a little quick affair right. or dalliance or whatever. And and that's what we're going to talk about today. Is, yes. Um, yeah, what what do you do when you feel as if you still carry a torch for an old flame? That's a good question. And and, and b- before we do that, though, I have to say, uh, oh, you can also let us know what you think, too. Even on this and other things, feedback at sexymergeradio.com. You can jump on iTunes, leave us any kind of reviews, comments, thoughts, questions, because we read every one of them. They become future shows a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, so... We, we love hearing from our, our listeners. And so absolutely this, this actually comes from a string of a couple of different ones where there's been mm-hmm. a, I feel like I haven't ever let go of mm-hmm. an old flame or I've discovered my partner has an old flame or I found an old flame. And so it's definitely yeah, worth the, talking about. Yeah. The past couple of shows we've talked about uh, workaholism and uh, you know, like I can envision that the spouse who does feel as if, their husband or wife is always too busy for them. It would be so easy for your mind to wander back to a simpler time when in high school you had the undivided attention and total smittenness of your, uh, you know, of your high school sweetheart or college sweetheart or whatever. Right. And you were also young and dumb. And you, yeah, <laughs> real life wasn't happening right. all around you. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it is a very, marriage is so different from dating. Yeah. It is radically yeah. different. I, I love the expression, and this is the stuff I want people that are uh, not married yet, that are young, that possibly your parents listen, you know, said, hey, listen to this show, or you just stumbled across it and thought, that sounds interesting because I want to have a sexy marriage when I get older. And I love the thought of nothing prepares you for marriage but marriage. You know, I love mm-hmm. premarital counseling because it's a good idea to understand, and research shows it's beneficial to have some counseling ahead of time that's premarital that helps you see the issues you're going to have, you know, issues with. Mm-hmm. But you don't recognize what married life is until you get into it. Right, right. Because dating completely is completely agree. different. I mean, dating, 
dating is that obsessive longing. I can't wait to see you again. Sappy, you know, thing that everybody wants to be a part of, but nobody wants to see other people be a part of because it's just gross. <laughs> Get a room. Yeah, it, 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 it's that, and that's the, and that's a chemical thing that goes on, and that's part of what makes old flames so captivating and so elude. Elusive. Alluring. Alluring. Thank you, because elusive is not the right word. Um, <laughs> but it's it, because it's that whole thing of I want to recreate that feeling that I had when we first got together, and now it's gone, and it's been long gone. You know, Pam and I's case is 23 years this month, so that was a long time ago that I had we right? had those long, obsessive feelings. I mean, as, of course, Pam still has them because she's married to me, of course. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm wearing shorts right now because my pant hey, legs would be... We're long. We're, we're, we're right away now. apart, so you're not feeling any of the stuff I'm shoveling here. But, um, but it is one of those things that it's recognizing that's just something that happens in new marriage, in new love, in new relationships, in new, in, in new lust kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah the new wears off yes. of the relationship. And the best thing I ever read about that was something I actually quoted in every woman's marriage about how passionate love is not intended to last, but when it dies, then you have the opportunity. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a campfire when the flames are the highest is not when that campfire is the hottest, when it's the <laughs> hottest is after the flames have died down and the embers are glowing and that that's your opportunity to turn passionate love into companionate love. Right. Companionate love is that's what's going to sustain you throughout the rest of your life. You know, passionate love, it, it, biologically, it's impossible to sustain. Yeah, they say that's... that on, on average, it takes 18 to 24 months for that butterfly feeling in your stomach to stop happening. Uh, and then, of course, we all know about the seven-year proverbial itch that when it yep. really sinks in of, I don't have those feel-good hormones raging through my body toward my spouse anymore. And then what do you do with that type of a thing? But you know, you think about it from a biological standpoint, by the time you get into your 80s and 90s, you know, it, it's not a sexual passionate type of connection that keeps you together at that point. I mean, you may, hopefully you try to hold on to that as best you can, but it's that deeper, richer companionate love. Yeah. It, it reminds me of this, um, this thing I saw on Facebook, I, I shared it. It was uh, this really old woman holding this really old man in her arms. And you could tell that they were both on the verge of death, basically. And somebody had asked them the question, how have you stayed together all these years? And she said, I was raised in an era when, when something was broken, you didn't throw it out. You fixed it. And I love that. I totally love yeah. that. And so you have to realize that just because the passionate love right. has died down and you've settled into domestic life and partnership and companionate love, it doesn't mean that it's broken beyond repair. It just means you have to be more intentional, which is why we do this show. Right. And that's more intentional about cultivating a passionate connection. Right. And I love, love that analogy of the fire. I've never thought of it that way just because when it's because I love camping and, and creating fires you're Mr. and you're Mr. Camping. Love that stuff. But I think about it, you know, if when you first get one going, that's not the best time to do s'mores. You know, that's not the best time because you're going to singe them. Right. You know? right. And so when you have those good embers going and then you have a flame with it at times and then the embers just go and then it's the flame comes back and it depends on how much fuel you add. But that's actually that's when you can actually do stuff with that fire. You can cook, 
you can stay warm. Because if it's a big roaring fire, you can't get close enough. Only the front half of you is going to be warm. Back half is going to be cold. But if it's the ember, you can actually get in huddled around it mm. and be warm. I mean, there's lots of different things. And think about that as it as applies to marriage. That's when you can actually start getting some stuff done in life. Right. Not, only, not Nothing to do with sex. That's just you can start getting some stuff done. And then when the sex right. enters the picture with somebody that you've got a life with, a full life with, that you've created an empire with, now you can start getting some real stuff done. You can start right. really exposing who you are and who they are. And and discovering yes. who you are. Let's be real. Marriage has helped us discover who we really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, it's like a crucible yeah, that, that brings the, the impurities to the top yep. and purifies what's you better, left. You better credit David Schnarch with that one because he's got it trademarked, so... Oh really? <laughs> oh yes, he's got that analogy. Right, that phrase is trademarked by him. So okay, all right, you know, all right, Schnarch, you're you're credited. <laughs> um, but let's be real. Think of how much we jeopardize all of that—the companionate love, the passionate love, the empire that we build, the potential that we have for discovering who we are and bringing out the best in each other. We jeopardize all of that when we start fantasizing about how much easier and simpler and, and more passionate and fun and romantic it was <laughs> with go. that old play. Yes. It's just, yes. it's so as easy. The, as the stomach turns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't pass it up. That was good. That was really good. Very, very, very timely, Corey. Um, and in today's day and age, it has become easier than ever before to locate those old things. Mm-hmm. To Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I had heard how many times Facebook is quoted in divorce documents. Right. Where the words listed in amongst all the reasons and the rationales and the whys. Yeah. Is the Facebook affair. Yeah. Is is that they connected with an old flame via Facebook and the marriage spiraled down from there. So let's kind of ask the question that has to be addressed when someone is feeling that temptation to go searching for those old flames, to put in that name, to see what pops up, to see if they can stalk the pictures and mm-hmm. figure out if they're still married and all that kind of stuff. What's missing in your own life? What's missing in your own marriage that you would feel the need to be a voyeur of someone else's life right? or at least, or at least Facebook page. Right. Well, part of it, part of it has to be noted that when you have when you come across an old flame and you come across, we, we have selective memory. <laughs> we just do. It's a human condition. <laughs> we do. And we will rationalize and justify either the reason we want out of it. So we'll remember all the bad things or we'll remember all the good things, even though we know full well, if we were honest, there was a lot of bad too. I mean, there's a reason an X is an X. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's understanding it, that when I come across an old flame. It, it could be by just happenstance or it could be Facebook. You know, it could be... Class reunion, yeah, mine's coming up. Who, who knows? Yep. It could be a lot mm-hmm. of different things. That there can be the trigger of a butterfly. There could be the trigger of a, ooh, I haven't felt that in a long time. And I'm going to say there's absolutely nothing wrong with that emotion because an emotion is just an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. And it's That's neutral. It. That's all that it is. We have feelings all the time that we have to ignore. Right. Feelings are fickle. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have that can't... when I have that when I'm driving through Dallas or McKinney, going to and from my office because I go through the nicer neighborhood, 
And so you got lots of the moms walking their kids <laughs> and they're jogging and it's springtime in Texas. So there's scant clothing a lot of times. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's a good attractive woman as I drive by. And I just try to make sure it's this whole, okay, I get a feeling of ping. Wow. Notice that. And yeah, now but it's, it's just, not mine. And it's now not it's mine. just, okay, I'm steering that towards Pam. I'm, yeah. st- I'm keeping that here. And so it's recognizing that the feeling is just that. Yeah. Nothing more than a feeling. Right. And a lot of times the, it's a familiar feeling. I mean, yes. we are as human beings, we are drawn to the familiar. I have often said that when you walk into an all you can eat buffet, what are you looking for? You're looking for familiar food, uh, especially if you're in a foreign country. Desserts. Uh, yeah. If you are scanning your radio, you're listening for a familiar song. If you walk into a party with a bunch of people you don't know, you're scanning the crowd for somebody that you do know. Right. And so sometimes it's just simply stress right. in our life that pushes us toward the comfort of something familiar. Right. But you're totally right, Corey. The reason that exes are called exes is because they're an example of what we didn't want. <laughs> and we and we still don't want that right. because let, let, let's be real. Going in that direction, dabbling in that, sticking your face close to that flame just to see if you can get warmed up without getting burned, which is really difficult to do. Because how do you know? You know, it's it's like you don't know how close you can get without getting burned until you get burned. <laughs> okay. This but this it, okay, this comes to mind. <laughs> is that Jaws? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're swimming out into the deep, and yes. you have no idea what's what's down there. Um, it, it's going to create so much stress mm-hmm. in your life. Like uh, I know that at the seven year mark, when that seven year itch really kicked in big time for me, I got involved in this emotional entanglement because yeah, he was familiar and he was like a father figure, and and it just it it sucked me into that deep end, and I had no idea what kind of mommy issues he had. And I certainly had daddy issues. So it was like two ticks and no dog, just (laughs) sucking the life out of each other. Okay. And I had to realize how much stress this is bringing into my life because I distinctly remember that during the season, we had decided to move. That's what led us to Lindell, Texas, uh, away from Dallas is because I just didn't feel like I had the strength to fight against this emotional entanglement at the time. And Greg was totally on board of, fine, let's just move. And so uh, I remember one of the last weeks that we were still in Dallas, we just went to see a movie just to escape and just get our minds off of the heaviness of everything. And we were sitting there in the theater with my two kids watching Parent Trap, which is supposed to be a really fun, lighthearted family movie. And I am, the tears are just streaming down my face. I had to go to the bathroom and pull myself together because just the stress and the anxiety and, and the personal humiliation of how did I let this happen? Like how in the world, what in the world was I thinking? Right. And what, if, what have I done you know, to him to make it fun for him? And, and just, you know, where does the responsibility lie in my court? And, you know, right. been one thing I've been blaming him, but it's like, wait a minute. I, I didn't hold a gun to his head and you he didn't allow you allowed something you invited, it, encouraged it, something. It was co-created yes. just like a marriage is co-created yes. an affair is co-created. And I knew that when I left that, and it took me months to heal from that, my self-esteem was really Mm -hmm. in the gutter at that point. I knew 
that is not something I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. and, and so it served as a spiritual marker in my life. That is something I never, ever, ever want to go back to an example of what I don't want. Right. And so I hope that people don't have to make their own mistakes to, to hear us say that it is so not worth the stress to right. reach out to those old flames or to connect with people that you find fascinating. What you have to realize that you're doing is you're projecting something onto them. Right. Just like I was protect, projecting my daddy issues onto this guy and he was projecting his mommy issues onto me. And, and I'm, I'm sure I've shared this on the show before, but I'm going to do it again. If you walked into your living room and your teenage son was projecting a pornographic movie onto a screen would you get mad at the screen? Right. No, you, 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 that, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's the person doing the projecting that, right. that selected the content. And so when when someone catches your attention and, and you're tempted in that direction, realize that they're just a screen. It's yep. not about the person. It's about what you're projecting onto them, that right. you have to look at that. You need to get into counseling and figure out what am I projecting? What old wound is this trying to medicate? Or how badly is my ego damaged? that I need this ego stroke. Because sure. let's be real, reaching out to those old flames is really nothing more than I need somebody to stroke my ego or it could be interpreted as a booty call. Sure. You know? And that's, yeah, I think it's important to recognize that the world we live in, as interconnected as it is, that you're going to have times where you're going to come across things that are going to be enticing, interesting, arousing, etc. When sure. you When you add action to it, now we're now we're on the slippery slope, if not flat out wrong, right? Because an affair is not a chance. You know, it's an, an affair is not by mistake, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's a it's a slow evolution of a process. You don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm so madly in love. I'm going to go have an affair today. You know, I'm going to. It's just it's you start going out of your way. It's it's the you come across the old flame on Facebook and you click on them. Okay, because mm -hmm. part of it is just, I'm just curious what's going on. And now all of a sudden you come back the next day and you mm -hmm. click. Now we're yeah. on an issue. Now we've got right. something right. that we can talk about. And so to me, this comes back to a lot of the different things we talk about, Shannon, that when, when we're dealing with marriage, it's all a question of if your partner walked in or asked, hey, what was going on? And it's secretive. What's up? What does that say? If you feel the need to lie or to hide it. Yeah. What does big, that say? Yeah. Big, big, big red flag. And yeah, that's the definition of lust. Lust is not noticing that something is attractive or feeling a feeling toward that person. Lust is going out of your way to make something yours that doesn't belong to you. Right. Very important distinction. Yep. Um, and, so I, and that whole thing. You know, oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, no. Well, because it's one of those, I think it's important to recognize because of how the world goes that I don't know. I, I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second because it's stuff I hear from my clients and then friends and even from Pam. I, I've had this time where she was, we were going to bed one night and we do crosswords and you know, we're an old couple. It's just kind of strange to look at it as if you think about it in one way, <laughs> but, but we're, we're doing crosswords and then she's, I look over and she's just scrolling through Facebook and it's not something I do very often. I'm on Facebook because of Simple Marriage and Sexy Marriage Radio. That is the only yeah. reason I'm on there. Me too. She's on it, and she's kind of scrolling through friends and some stuff. And then she puts it down, and she's kind of grumpy. And I'm like, mm. what's up? And she's like, I just got caught in the trap of I see what other people are doing, and then I start comparing myself. And, and so it's kind of the opposite. And 
And so if you got this deal of you find yourself envious, lustful, old flame in it, whatever, intrigued by social media, get off social media and live right. life in real turn in real time. Right. I mean, if you or see, I'm, if you experience I'm, something and don't take a picture of it, the event still happened. <laughs> well, and I'm more interested in in being a part of the event rather than looking for the photo op so I can post it on Facebook. There right. are so many people who are like, Shannon, you need to be more personal about your posts. And I'm like, I want to have a personal life. I, I don't I don't want to live in a fishbowl where everybody's watching everything that I do. That would drive me crazy. Right. But uh, I I have to I have to say that I'm noticing a trend that with some with some Facebookers that rather than having a personal profile, they have a family page or a couple's page. Okay. And, and that you would assume that any message that you send to them could be seen by either partner. I think that that's wisdom. Yeah. That can, that can be a very beneficial thing. It'll just be yeah. very clear. It just creates an identity yeah. of we're together and we don't, yeah, right. we're not putting ourselves out there for other people to try to latch onto. Cause I know that through the years there've been, you know, a couple of times where, an old flame or, you know, high school sweetheart or something would, would do the Facebook message. And, and it does kind of reek of what's your, what's your point, pal? What's your goal here? Like it, it just, there immediately goes a wall up. Uh, and if there's not a wall going up in you, when an old flame reaches out to you, you might want to ask yourself, why not? Cause right. there should be, right. There totally should be. Uh, that if, if you are so hungry for that ego stroke, you really need to look at yourself because you're a sitting duck. You're incredibly vulnerable if you're just going to latch onto that and put that face up to the flame. Because, yeah, yeah old flames can burn you really, really bad. Yeah, and, and so that's where it, it's just like what you're talking about. It, it comes down to what's going on with your story. What's going on with your setting that there's a longing for. There's a missing of, a void, if you will. That That, okay, so now all of a sudden... Old flame has triggered some feelings because I've come across them. Well, okay, that coincides with, well, right now my spouse is a workaholic. So naturally I'm looking for a little more experience. So if I was to bring to my wife that to say straight out, I mean, there are times I say to Pam, I am being inundated with attractive women. I want some time with you. Mm. you know and <laughs> wow it, there's there's honesty for right you. and it's like everywhere i look they're there and i want you you know mm. help me you know come on <laughs> you know be with me for a little bit and so it's just recognizing that's just being bringing ourselves forward yeah that's being authentic right it's being real. It's taking off your mask. Right. It's saying it's the, I'm human and I have human needs and I want to meet those human needs with you. Yeah, it's like it's like I came across uh such and such yesterday on Facebook, honey. Really? And yeah, and then I so I'm just being upfront about it. I'm just letting you know because I that's the interesting thing is uh, fl- flip all of this real quick. Okay? That so you've got this whole thing of we're desiring our partner or we're desiring something, right? We, we want our, we want our spouse. This is kind of a spillover from last week's show. We, you know, we want time with them. That's why we married them and they're not around because they're workaholic. So I'm wanting them. Well, all right. Am I presenting something worth wanting though? Mm. You know, if, if I'm going after a spouse or a, an old flame because of these feelings and stuff, am I presenting something that's worth choosing 
right. to anybody if I'm doing that. And, and, you know, I'm lots of times that we, now we're talking about the tyranny of the lowest common denominator. We start mm-hmm. operating out of the worst of ourselves, and we start being manipulative and covert. And usually, that's noticed by people. Yeah, and it's not attractive. Right, not in the it long run, not, for sure. Yeah, it is not attractive. And I would also say that you have to be sensitive to the fact that whoever it is that you're tempted to reach out and connect with, they may be going through an incredibly vulnerable time in their lives. They, You may be the last person that they need to be hearing from right now. Maybe. Yeah. And so you just need to be sensitive and respectful. If they wanted to connect with you, they would have been connecting with you already. And even then, you know, again, need to see that as a red flag, but you don't need to be the one creating the stumbling block. Right. And that's where you you can also get in there and unfriend that person. You don't have to get off completely. And you don't have to respond to every message that comes your way. You are under no obligation whatsoever to respond to someone uh, who's reaching out to you. Um, it also brings to mind that analogy of an alcoholic who feels the need to go into the bar and sit down and tell the bartender, I've stopped drinking. Right. And the bartender's like, oh, really? Then why are you here? What are you doing here? So, yeah. I, I remember after I had gone through, um, you know, like six months of Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, uh, that the temptation was to like reach out to all the people that I had been inappropriate with and be like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in recovery and I, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to live that lifestyle anymore that I did when I was a teenager. And th- but then I realized they would be going, okay, well, why are you reaching out to me then? Right. You know, because it, it, it would have been, it, it just would have been a breadcrumb trail back to me. Yeah. It, let's just be real. And so I had to realize that, you know what? That is, that is, those are my teenage years and I'm an adult now and I don't have to go back to that in any way, shape or form. And that that shows more strength and character than going back and apologizing that you only make amends where there's not an opportunity that you're going to do more harm than good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again, this is all comes back to what are you in control of and what are you responsible for? Mm-hmm. That's you and your behavior and your decisions. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, Shannon, a majority of life and for sure marriage is about decisions and, and choices. Yeah. And actions. That's what it is. It's not thoughts and feelings. Right. <laughs> you know, because right. how often do you have times where, you know, I just really don't like my spouse right now. <laughs> so if I let that be fact all the time and I react just to that, well, okay. How many times do you have with your kids? You know, I really don't want to help you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a crying infant. They're crying in the middle of the night. You know, I really want to sleep. I'll just let you cry. You know, I know you're hungry or you got a dirty diaper. That's fine. You can deal with it when you get old enough. <laughs> and we don't do that. It's it's thoughts and feelings. We aren't do what true. We have it's to actions. Do. It's decisions. And so right. And and the reverse is true. That whatever thought or feeling that you, you sense that your spouse is having about you, you know what? It's temporary. Do, don't sweat it. Give them something better. Right. Uh, Change their opinion. Have, Exactly. Do something to prove to them that you can rise to the occasion and be your best self. And and I love. Okay, this this reminds me of working with a teenager that I had years ago. Yeah. And I love the phraseology because his complaint was his mom was always on his case. He was always in trouble, and this was a you know a little bit of a bad seed kid. You know, he was pushing the envelope in a lot of areas of his life. Mm-hmm. And he only had like a year or two left before he was graduating, and then he could head off to college, and he was probably going to get a scholarship to play sports because he was a pretty good athlete. And so he he was just, what do I do? You know, how do I 
how do I do that? You know? And I'm like, cause he's like, when, whenever I'm not in trouble, we, mom and I get along really well. And I'm like, okay, well, so she, she gets on to you about a lot of different things, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, what would happen if you took away her ammo? <laughs> if you didn't give her reason to be exactly and down he's, your throat. And he's, <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. And I was like, okay. So all of a sudden now when she asked you to do something, you did it. You took away her ammo. You know, if she's still on you, if she's on you after you've done that, well, now we got stuff we can talk about. Right. But otherwise, what did you expect? I mean, there was, I played basketball with a group of guys, been playing with the same group for a long time. And a week ago, there was actually a fist fight. These are grown men playing basketball at lunchtime. And there was actually a fist fight after it. And I'm walking out with one of the guys. And he's just complaining about the dude just went off on him, blah, blah, blah. And my mind is, you walked right up to him and pushed him. What did you expect, expect. dude? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's just recognizing I'm responsible for me. And so if I'm operating in a way of, you know, it's, it's your question of how did this happen? Well, hello. Yeah. Part of it, you know. Yeah, you walked into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, or, or you reached out or you clicked on it or you picked up the phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you do not have to respond. Or if you respond, just do it politely and superficially and act as if your spouse is standing right behind you hearing every word. Yeah. Because if you make it unfun for the other person, if the other person feels as if, okay, I'm bantering, but they're not bantering back, they're going to move on. They're going to find a next target right. and, and you will be safe. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so I think it's just recognizing things that there are very few things that are really chance in our life. Mm. You know, <laughs> a lot of yeah. it is self-imposed, self-induced, yeah. self-influenced for sure. Yeah, we create our own destinies a lot of right. times. I mean, because what is the what's the phrase about luck? It's 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 opportunity that comes along from work or something like that. You know, that it's just, I thought it was like 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. That works too. So it's just recognizing <laughs> though, that, that a lot of the stuff that we do, it is self-imposed. Yeah. At least I've got an influence on it because I co-create my life. And so if I will look at that and go, okay, what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my online profile and that, and what I click, what I don't. And, how I explore and what, and do I bring that forward? Am I willing to be honest about that? Am I willing to be upfront about that? And if not, okay, now we've got something we can work with and figure yep. out why and go from there. Yep. There you go. Well, I hope this helps. I hope it prevents a disaster. We, yes. we, we have no idea the train wrecks we prevent with this show. If people put the advice to use. True. <laughs> well, this has been sexy marriage radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Yep, we love you for listening. If there's something you want that we haven't covered, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at sexymarriageradio.com by clicking on the purple button.